You are listening to Boise Fire Mission Strong Podcast, where we share stories from the field, public safety knowledge, and give an inside look into the Boise Fire Department. Here's your host, Fire Chief Mark Niemeyer. Well, hello, Boise, and welcome to the premiere of the Boise Fire Mission Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Niemeyer. I have the great honor and privilege uh, to serve as the Fire Chief for this great organization, nearly 300 professional men and women. Uh, who serve this city and who serve our mission. And it's very exciting for me to introduce our very first guest in the Mission uh, Strong podcast, and that is retired uh, fire captain, Bob Ruth. Bob, uh, welcome, first of all, and thank you for hosting this. We're in your amazing museum, full of amazing historical items, amazing history. And as we discussed who was gonna be our first guest, uh, everybody agreed that it had to be you. Just given your rich history with the department, uh, and you're, the fact that we still see you quite a bit in retirement parties and all that, and, and we want to make sure that we set this tone the right way. The Mission Strong podcast is all about just getting information to in the community, sharing our fire service stories, uh, to let our community see a little bit behind the curtain. Uh, so, hired in 1977 and retired in 2002. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me to be your first, uh, first guest. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm honored. This is going to be awesome. This is a totally an informal conversation. We're just going to talk fire service history and, and a little bit about just the fire service in general. Been around a long time. Most people don't know the history of the fire service, dating all the way back to Ben Franklin, uh, who most people consider to be the first chief of the, of the fire service. Uh, really, the invention of codes way back in the day. Uh, George Washington was a volunteer firefighter. What's your, what's your recollection of just fire service when it got started compared to where we are today? Well, I even go back further than that. I mean, not personally, obviously. <laughs> but um, when, you, when you look at the history of firefighting in general, um, that coin that I was you know, showing you, St. Florian, was a patron saint of firefighters. And that goes back you know, many, many years, you know, many, many uh, centuries. And so it, it goes back even further, but what you're alluding to as far as, you know, firefighting in, in our country, in, in, in uh, the Western world, as it were, um, yeah, it's pretty much where it starts. And the, the origin really wasn't any kind of an organized fire department. Right. Um, a lot of the cities actually passed ordinances that um, everybody had to have a bucket in their house. Yeah. And if there's a fire, then everybody grabs the bucket, they run out, and it's you know, where the old bucket brigade started. Right. And uh, in fact, I've got a leather bucket up there. There it is. Right yeah, there. very cool. Um, and uh, then, of course, one thing you know, led to the other. And, and then, like you say, you know, Ben Franklin organized the first uh, fire department in, in uh, Philadelphia. And then uh, just kind of took off from there. And, and uh, by the time he came out, uh, our part of the world. Boise uh, not, wasn't, wasn't even a city yet, and uh, it had a fledgling fire department, and then eventually uh, that grew into a semi-organized fire department, but it had its ups and downs. They, you know, they'd have an engine company, it'd dissolve, and they'd be, people would be, you know, just all this crazy uh, rivalry and, and that. Um, but uh, it's where we are now. The Boise City formed the fire department, the first formal fire department in, in 1876. And 
started with just a uh, hand-drawn uh, ladder ladder truck and and uh, bucket brigades that type of thing and then through the uh, rest of the 1800s into the 1900s it you know kept getting bigger and bigger and then finally motorized apparatus right. um, competed with the horses the horse-drawn and eventually the horse-drawn were out and eventually we came to where we are now which is just an incredible um, display of, of mechanical ingenuity to uh, to fight uh, well Prometheus <laughs> right you know, the, right well, and crazy to think horse drawn to now the, the the fire engines of today that are basically computerized on the control panel of the pump right mm -hmm. I mean who would have thought even 15 years ago that would happen let alone when the fire service first started in these horse drawn environments uh, to where we are today yeah. Crazy. And going back to the bucket, it's, it's uh, ironic. We were talking about this a little bit earlier before the podcast started about the trumpet, right? And, the, and what the trumpet is and the sign of the trumpet. And we see trumpets on, on uh, our insignias. Mm -hmm. uh, and now trumpets typically are given as a gift upon retirement or a bucket is given upon as a gift upon retirement. Those symbols of the fire service are really alive and well today, dating all the way back to when it started. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible Fraternity, I guess yes. you might say. Yeah. Um, the camaraderie in the in the fire service is just amazing. Um, people ask me, "Well, how'd you like the fire service?" I, I loved it, of course, right. yeah, obviously. <laughs> but um, they said, "Well, would you do anything else?" I said, "You know, if I could do everything over again, I would not change a thing except start earlier." Sure. Because I didn't actually get into firefighting until I was uh, uh, thirty-three. And when I was hired uh, in 77, I was 12 days from turning 34. Wow. Well, that may not mean anything to anybody else, but at that time there was a, there was a rule in the city, or actually it was a state for retirement and stuff, that if you were 34 or older, you couldn't be rehired. So I got in there <laughs> just by the nubbins. And I uh, consider myself, you know, very lucky uh, to, to come to Boise and, and uh, been through a few chiefs. I know? imagine. <laughs> and, uh, of course, a lot of, lot of you know, friendships and, and, uh, and that. And I still go to retirements yeah. and, and uh, events because uh, it, it's still a, it's a, I guess, you know, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. I can use that term, but, but now with... Um, you know, uh, we've got you know, ladies on the, on the fire service. Uh, now we have several female firefighters, and in fact, we're getting ready to apply to host the 2024 Women in Fire Conference. So that's how much uh, that has even evolved. You know, we talked about apparatus yeah. evolving. I think overall as a fire service, we're evolving in not only the services we provide, I, I'm sure you can imagine that, the growth of the services, the people that call us and what they call us for, uh, we're evolving our hiring practices. We're, we're really making great strides, I think, in the fire service, uh, learning from our previous generations, right, and building upon that. And, that, and I got to tell this story, Bob, and I, I promised I would tell it. I came to Ada County in 1997, right? I'd been a paramedic in Yakima, Washington, a volunteer firefighter in, in Yakima. And show my wife, who's a, you know, is a, is a paramedic as well. We came in 1997, and I'd gotten through the academy, and I got out uh, doing my FTO time, my field training officer time. So I'm basically with a, an evaluator as my partner, and he's evaluating how I do uh, in the field. And one of the very first calls I ever ran was with you on Engine 8, 
uh, back when it was RAT, we were talking about the, the logo on <laughs> yeah. the side of the engine at the time, ready anytime. Uh, and it was a car wreck at uh, Overland and let's say Curtis or Orchard or one of those, one of those. Uh, and you guys had, had done a lot of stuff before we got there. You were, you were putting C collars on patients and all that. And you were in command. It was very clear to see who the captain was and you were in command. Well, I'm the young buck and I'm trying to, trying to show that I can take control of a scene. So I'm barking some orders and then you're barking some orders. And then I was barking some orders, I think, and then you were barking some orders. And we, long story short, I don't know if you remember this, we, we took the patient to the hospital, dropped him off, and I told my, my mentor that was evaluating me, I said, hey, we're going to go to the grocery store and get a bucket of ice cream and go back to that firehouse because that captain and I need to work some things out. And we did, and, and we sat there for about two hours at, at Station 8 after that call. Had a great conversation. It was very clear to me at that moment in time, you really knew what you were doing. You, you, you were very proficient, effective. You were well-educated. And I will tell you, that day I had the utmost respect for you, and I loved running calls with you uh, from that point on because there was no conflict. It was all, all a team. I've heard that from our firefighters that worked with you. Certainly my wife, Cheryl, she and I were talking about it over the weekend. She thought it was so cool. I was coming out to interview you in this podcast. And, and you had a similar call with her early on as well. And so I would just say thank you for the lasting impact you made, uh, certainly on my career and on the responders that work here in, in the city of Boise. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, but then the, the next one I have for you is what got you into history, this love of history? I remember when you had your 100-year anniversary at Boise Fire. You led that effort. Uh, I know when I was in Meridian, as we talked about, as a deputy chief, and we came up on our 100 year, we leaned on you to help understand how to put this together. Where'd you get this love of history? I actually had a, a geography teacher in high school, George Katz, that I'll never forget this guy. Out of all the teachers that I had, he probably made the biggest impression. And he would work a lot of history into the geography part of it and stuff. So that was probably the first part of it. Then I got into the fire department. I actually started with the uh, air base as a civilian out there. And, uh, and then the Mountain Home Volunteer Fire Department about the same time before I came to Boise. Well, by this time, I was just totally enamored by the fire service. And there was a guy that, that uh, Wade Baumgartner, that uh, was with the uh, uh, fire department there in, 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 uh, in the air base. And he did a number of classes for, uh, for us, and he hit the uh, history quite, quite hard. And so that's where the history of the fire department actually got its root, was uh, when I was with the, uh, with the Air Base Fire Department. Then came up here to, to Boise and, and uh, kind of started doing other things. And eventually, of course, at that time, we had, uh, had Old 13, which was an old American La France that had been wrecked in, I think, 47 or 48. And, and the guys totally rebuilt it. And then uh, we, used, we used it for parades and a few things. Then it was getting kind of tired and, and uh, it just kind of was shuffled off to the side. And then in the background, we also had an old Stutz that the Historical Society actually had. And uh, I thought, wait a second, we, we, need to, we, need to, we need to get these back into the, fire, into the fire department and that. So we started working on that. And uh, so then I started getting involved with fire musters. And uh, I think the first one I actually went to was in Legrand, and uh, it was a quite a show. And I just totally—I mean, I was—I was hooked. You were hooked. I was hooked. <laughs> so uh, you know, as the years went by, um, we got permission to first of all to restore uh, Old Thirteen, 
and uh, we actually restored that at Station 8. Took it apart piece by piece, sent it out to BME, yeah. Boise Mobile Equipment, and they painted pieces of it, and we towed the chassis down there and blasted it, and, and then eventually put the thing all back together. Well, then we also got uh, permission to get the Stutz, which is a very rare uh, fire truck. Stutz never didn't make that many right. fire trucks, but they made nine of these Model O uh, fire engines. They were 1,200 gallon a minute, which is the biggest at the time. Big capacity back then. Biggest, yes. yeah, biggest at the time. We knew where there were seven of them. We knew one of them was at, at, had been scrapped, but we didn't know where the eighth one was. And so everybody's kind of, you know, scurrying around. Is it in somebody's garage or somebody's barn or wherever? But we've never found it, but we do know the seven. So when we finally got to the centennial celebration, I convinced Chief Ross to put the bunny, and we had a trailer, a couple of them out of Oregon and Washington, to bring them back. We got seven, all seven yep. that are in existence. There and I called them the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. You've got some on the yeah. wall right here talking about yeah, the Magnificent Seven. And that's yeah. the uh, the last time they've they've actually been together. First and last time they've all been together. The Stutz aficionado uh, for the country. Um, he's he's written a book on on Stutz fire trucks, and he has devoted a little section to just to our that. little event and, and that's the, terrific. The Magnificent Seven. Yeah, but that's great history. But uh, it's it's just a, a fascinating career field. And like I you know, said earlier, I would never, never choose a different, different vocation. It's definitely a calling, a isn't it? It's oh, something it you're is. called to. It is. You were saying, though, it, it, it doesn't matter what we go on. We go on a variety of calls, but this calling to serve, regardless of the call, is what we do. Yep. Yeah. And never before have I had a job that I felt so satisfied. Yeah. Because not only is it, you know, you're, you're fulfilling something in you, you know, that you're a calling that you, you know, that right. you have and right. like I have and stuff. But you're going out there and you're helping people. Yes. Every call you go on, even if even it's a nasty one, the people's half the house burned down, maybe you save half of it. I mean that's that's still a positive intervention. Yes. And uh, it you know, it just really gives you the warm fuzzies. Yeah. It's a it's a great career. I think just like you, I, I get asked a lot, you know, what's the worst call you've ever been on or what's the they always want to go to the big ones, and probably some of the best calls I've ever been on in my career are the ones that wouldn't have hit the headlines, yeah. but I got to spend one-on-one -on -one time with a widow who just lost her husband, or a child that was just born, you know, a newborn. Those calls you wouldn't think of. They never make the news, yeah. but they're the ones that you remember most, that, that you felt like that was impactful uh, the most to the people that you got to serve. I, I'm curious to talk about this, this 1900 hand hose cart that's behind you here. So, Tell me a little bit about this beautiful hose cart. Well, this is a, it's called a, a hand-drawn hose cart. Uh, it's, it's set up for actually four people. You've got four handles here, and so four people would do it. But then you've got this rope here that you triple lever, and this rope comes out. You can put another six people on this thing. So if you've got a real long run, or you've got to go up a hill or something, you, you grab somebody standing on the side. Hey, come here and help, help pull this thing. Anyway, it's, it's all hand-drawn. It's not motorized. Um, it's the, we're not sure exactly when it was built. It was around the turn of the century. And uh, 
I had a chance to pick this up when I was uh, back, a uh, good friend of mine, Lyle Music. The two of us went back to pick up the fire truck that I ended up restoring. And we got this back there, and so we brought the two of them back out. And uh, I think this is probably a, a good place to tell you this. I've had this in the back of my mind. Um, as I said, I've donated my fire truck back to Chaska. Well, this one here, it says on the back, um, BFD um, hose, hose Company. Oh, no kidding. And that, and I thought, you know, this would look good in one of the fire stations. It would so, look good. Keep that in mind. You find a place for it, we it's will. yours. Well, you'll be happy to hear, and I think you and I talked about this a couple months ago. As you know, we're, we're rebuilding Station 5, which certainly some of our firefighters there are sad to see that go. Uh, but all buildings at some point need to be rebuilt. But one of the things we're doing in that station right out front is a museum area. A uh, very large display area where folks that walk by that station can see things like this mm -hmm. as part of our history. So we'll certainly chat, and that might be a terrific addition where the community as a whole can always see beautiful pieces of, of uh, historical uh, apparatus and, and other pictures and, and just our history within that room. Uh, we're excited about it. Yeah, and, and you know, most, most of the stuff that I have, I picked up, you know, various places, and, sure. and there's no link specifically to Boise, but there are a number of pictures and, and things that are linked to Boise and, yes, sir. and um, anything that is rel you know, relative to that um, will be going back to the department. And uh, when I was working at Station 8 the last couple of years, we tried to get a, a little bit of a museum kind of yeah. going <laughs> yeah. and we got the money put together to, to uh, um, build some uh, display cabinets and we had them in the, the front room of, of eights and then when uh, uh, the airport opened up and moved out there and uh, at, at that time there was talks about some kind of a museum and I thought wow that's cool I'd yeah. love, to, love to see a Boise Fire Museum. And we'll, we'll be happy we're, we're gonna have a spot there at fives and I, I love the idea of a museum you and I've talked about that before I, I know that's long been a vision and maybe someday that'll completely come true where it's a dedicated Boise Fire Museum. I know Chief Hummel, you know Aaron very oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. He would love to get our old central station back somehow, some way, and turn that into a museum. But you know, these are the artifacts that, that our community needs to see. Not only our community, though, our new firefighters. Mm -hmm. uh, to have an appreciation of where have we come from in the fire service to where we're at today and the things that we're able to do today and these beautiful pieces of apparatus that they ride on now today as compared to what we had. But there's something to be said about the good old days too, right? Oh yeah. Riding the tailboard. Riding tailboard. Yes. Yeah. Open cabs, you know, freezing <laughs> on the way to a call. Sure. All that, all that. Yeah. What, what else, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, uh, about the Boise Fire Department, your knowledge of it, your history of it, that you think the folks living in Boise would want to hear about? Well, one thing that we did, this was our centennial celebration. It was, a, it was kind of kind of my last hurrah before I retired. Yes. About two years uh, before that, that was two, in August of 2002 when I retired. But our centennial celebration coincided with 100 years of a fully paid fire department, the first one in, in Idaho. And that was 1902, 1902. Yes. Um, May 28th, I believe was when it officially began. Well, Chief Ross and I were, were talking about something. I can't remember what it was. And he says, well, you know, we've got a 100-year anniversary coming up or a birthday party. We've got a birthday coming up. 
<laughs> he just called me totally off, off the wall. I said, what, what do you mean? He said, well, 100 years, the fire department. I said, Ren, I said, that was 1976 because the fire department was formed in 1876. He said, no, no, I'm talking about the first fully paid department. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought I was kind of up on the history, but this one just totally <laughs> went over my head. I, I didn't realize that. And uh, he said, we got to have a party. I said, hey, that'd be great. You we, handle we it. We like parties, right? We're okay yeah, with parties yeah. in the fire So he says, service. you handle it. I said, what? He said, yeah, put something together. So we had, you know, about a year, year and a half or whatever, but at, you know, around that time to really get something going. So I thought, okay, well, maybe get a place in the park and have a sure. barbecue in the afternoon on a Saturday or something like that. Well, that's the way it started. And by this time, I was really on a roll with all these musters and everything, and I was going to all these different places and stuff. And uh, eventually, we ended up with a four-day event. Yes, you did. I remember it well. We started, started and it happened to coincide with um, Memorial Day weekend. It did. So it worked out well. We started with Friday night with a big uh, hoopla at the, uh, at the depot. Uh, Ron Yonke and, and uh, you know, Yonke Machine and, and Boise Mobile Equipment. Great folks to work with. They really helped a lot with, with the, the thing. And then Saturday was a parade that uh, we snaked down through uh, Boise and, and right past the old fire station. Yep. I made it a, yep. made it a you know, point that we're going to go by the old fire station because that was built in, in 1903. It wasn't there in, in the, when it became uh, the, the paid department, but um, it was close enough. Yes. And then we had a all, all the mode display at the uh, uh, Capitol grounds there. And then Sunday, we had the big uh, thing at the uh, uh, parking lot there at BSU. Big static display again with all our apparatus. And we had four working steamers. Wow. Wow. And that was unheard of. Yes. At least now back east, no, no big deal for them because they got all that stuff. Yes. But out here, but these four steamers, we got one from Vancouver, Washington, Vict uh, Victoria, Canada. We got uh, the one from Portland. Mm -hmm. And then Ron Yonke has yes. the Yonke uh, people. They still have uh, Boise's uh, motorized Beautiful piece of apparatus. Steamer. So we got all four of them. We got them. They were all working, pumping. We had more. I think we had two feet of water down there because <laughs> it was kind of sort of in a dish. But uh, never before, and, and, it, and to this date, we've never done it again anywhere in, in the Pacific Northwest. No. And uh, they still talk about this this event that we had. Yes, it and was then, a big event. And then we had the, the tattoo that night, and that was a ceremonial thing. And a lot of people. They weren't sure what, what a tattoo meant to them as, you know, no, you know, artwork on your right, arm or something. Right. But it's a, you know, it's a, it's a ceremony. And we got the, uh, when I was down in San Bernardino, went down there uh, recruiting because I got a couple of units to come up here from California. And uh, I talked with the uh, head of the uh, Forestry Service, National Forestry Service Honor Guard. They were doing. They did a thing. I talked to them, and we worked and got them to come up. So we had our honor guard. We had, their, had theirs, and then we had pipes and drums out of uh, Tualatin. Yes. And then we had, uh, of course, the at that time it was the Boise Police Department, 
because uh, we didn't, our group hadn't, you know, come to fruition yet, but uh, had singing and all that stuff. And one of the guys that we had as, as one of ours, he actually went back to New York and was hired after 9-11. Really? Uh, when they had to hire a whole bunch of people and stuff. And, and so we got him to come back and he brought a buddy of his. So we had two people uh, representing FDNY. And uh, so we gave them a little, you know, a spot in there. So we were able to honor the, the fallen, uh, yes. you know, from 9/11, and, and I mean, just it was just great. Capped it all off with a breakfast uh, in the park, I remember uh, the breakfast. put on by Eagle Eagle Fire Department. Yes, and it was kind of the awards, the final awards uh, ceremony. And, yep, and it was a, just a phenomenal. That was an amazing thing. four days. I mean, and was, you're right, I have not seen anything like that. It was great uh, in a long, long time since that day. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for allowing us to come out here to your place to sit in this wonderful museum. Uh, the history in here is amazing. Uh, this, this hose cart is simply stunning for anybody that has been involved in the fire service at all. Uh, they can appreciate what you have inside this room and certainly your, your work for the Boise Fire Department. You continue to show up, which I love to see. I love to see our retirees uh, come and celebrate the newest retirees and, and welcome into the club. Uh, you mentioned challenge coins earlier, and you have that St. Florentine mm -hmm. coin, which is a pretty amazing. You get you, you let me look at that. I want to present to you a challenge coin. And for, for our listeners uh, that maybe don't know about the challenge coin, uh, this has its origins back in, civil, in, in the war days, uh, as we know. And this then became uh, something within the fire department where we recognize uh, and thank each other now there's a drinking game to it that we won't talk about, but, but uh, these are done, these are given uh, as recognition. And so I certainly have a, a challenge coin here from Boise Fire. I wanna thank you for it and for the audience too that might not be able to see this. The way you give a challenge coin is you put it in your palm, you extend your hand to the other person, uh, and then you put it into their palm. And so I'd, I'd just like to thank you, Bob, uh, for letting us come out and sharing this time. I've been looking forward to this for uh, all month uh, since we started talking about this first podcast. The ability to sit down with you and understand the history of the Boise Fire Department. Uh, for our listeners uh, to understand the Boise uh, Fire Department history, I think it's going to be great. I hope they enjoyed it. Uh, so with that, we'll call this a wrap, and we'll be back next month with a new guest. And we look forward to hearing from you. Well, Chief, thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. And uh, I had a great time.